0: Well, you're listening to Dot Rocks, God the World and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Hey, this is season 11241 is the episode title. Now you see it, now you don't. Subtitle, God is doing a new thing. In the deal desk section of the Nashville Business Journal Online. They featured a news blurb that reads, local developer Chris Barnheiser paid $3.45 million for a 5 points church building at 210 South 10th Street, according to recently filed deeds. Nashville Post reports that he's eyeing a residential project for the site. As a podcaster that focuses on the culture, I found the announcement that the church is selling off its property thought-provoking. This always piques my interest. So I clicked on the location to see what the church sold for the reappropriation to a residential project. As I did the Google Map Street View, the address dropped me to what would be at the very right end of the property as you face it. To the right of the drop, I noticed that there are new freestanding residential buildings that look like detached brownstones. As I drove, this is kind of in Google Map world, as I drove down the street to the left, The old standard parking lot and typical mid-century L-shaped church building came into view, which in its heyday probably would have seated around 150 people. It had a small educational fellowship hall wing attached to it, very common in appearance. As I kept driving to the left, all of a sudden the building disappeared in one view. If you search for the address 999 Fatherland Street, Nashville, Tennessee, You'll see that on the corner where the church once existed, all of the church buildings have been removed, but there is still a map pin that identifies the location as Five Points Fellowship. The article was posted on August 19, 2022. This podcast is being written September 11, 2022. How fast is Google remapping our streets? I hope that Five Points Fellowship still exists and that it made a boatload of money on the property and has taken it to advance its fellowship in some way. This happened back in Euless, Texas, with a partnering church I worked closely with when our ministry was located there. Airport Freeway finally expanded, and the first United Methodist Church of Euless lost the north side of their facilities due to the expansion. They sold the remaining property and used the funds to relocate to North Euless and built a really nice new facility. I think the sale and relocation was a big win for them. But sometimes a church suffers decline, and the last remaining few members sell off the property and go out of business. When I was a younger man, the thought of a local church going out of business would really bother me. I didn't like the thought of a church coming to a point of decline to extinction. But I've come to realize that not everything someone starts needs to exist into perpetuity. A local church that declines to the point of extinction does not mean that God's kingdom is receding, it just means that location which was established to house a local organized group of people who shared a common vision, at least common enough to buy land, build a building, and open up shop as a local church, has ceased to exist. And I could spend a lot of time and go through all the reasons a local church goes out of business, becomes extinct, but that's not the point of this podcast. That doesn't advance peace in your life. The now-you-see-it-now-you-don't church is a great reminder that God as the now disbanded Christian rap group DC Talk once sang about in one of the first hit songs is Doing a New Thing. God is doing a new thing. The lyrics say, my God is doing a brand new thing, but since time began, he remains the same, faithful forever to his word and solid, a cornerstone unstirred. But look down through the ages and you will find God doesn't change, but he knows the time from harp to piano and song to rap, and that was a comment about the flack they were taking for bringing rap into the Christian realm. They sing, you know, God's with us, so we cannot lack, and so God is doing a new thing in our lives, so we're doing a new thing. Through Jesus Christ, God is doing a new thing. Through our music, we're doing a new thing, so he can use it. You may not be a fan of Christian rap, which was brought to the mainstream by DC Talk, Two of the band members have gone on to have new careers in other musical ventures. But the song stuck in my head all these years because of that punchy chorus, God is doing a new thing. Think about it. DC Talk performed New Thing at the 23rd Annual Dove Awards back in April 3rd, 1992. That's over 30 years ago. And friend, it reminds us, in the midst of these turbulent times, God is still doing a new thing. I just saw the phrase, the three years of the pandemic. Though in our nation, most of the communities have moved on from the pandemic, there are still those who are suffering greatly due to gross governmental overreach. On August 29, 2022, Reuters News Service reported that U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor on Monday declined to block New York City from enforcing its mandate that all municipal workers be vaccinated against COVID-19 rebuffing a police detective who challenged the public health policy. The liberal justice denied Detective Anthony Marciano's request for a stay of the vaccination requirement while an appeal over his claims continued in a lower court. A federal judge threw out Marciano's case in March. Did you know that each of the 13 federal circuit courts is assigned one Supreme Court justice who then considers certain appeals such as an emergency request or other matters from his or her assigned circuit while other aspects of the case are still pending. Who would have thunk it? In all my education regarding U.S. history and government, this was never a topic of discussion. I have a link in the show notes on the assignments as they now exist. But masks are gone for the most part. They're a thing of the past. I went to my granddaughter's soccer game yesterday and not one person was wearing a mask. Life looks like a return to the old norm, much to the chagrin of those who declared masks to be the new normal. But there are those in our nation who still suffer the fallout of this most bizarre chapter in our lives, in our nation's history, in the history of the world. Once successful businesses are now gone. Churches have fallen apart, or worse yet, have been blown apart by clergy scandal. Many people have been impacted by a loss of jobs and personal wealth. In the midst of the confusion, collapse, and cloudiness of these present times, I still declare to you God is doing a new thing. If you've been personally impacted by some loss during these past three years, I encourage you to look to God, focus on Him, rest in Him, wait in Him, wait on Him, and He will birth a new thing in you and through you. I spoke recently to a dear lifelong friend who had a parent died during the height of the pandemic. Their death was clearly caused by withholding of treatment by the medical professionals as the person lay there in that ICU bed, alone, with no family members present restricted by errant hospital policies. Side note, no one should ever die alone. But my friend, I ask you, how do you shake off the damage and heartache from such a life event? Or can you? How do you flourish in the midst of such heartache that for many, these three years have brought? In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 16 through 21, this is what the Lord says, who makes a way in the sea and a path through raging water who brings out the chariot and horse, the army and the mighty one together. They lie down. They do not rise again. They are extinguished, put out like a wick. Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to the things of old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Wild animals, jackals and ostriches will honor me because I provide water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. The people I formed for myself will declare my praise. Isaiah refers back to that turbulent time when Israel was chased down into the Red Sea by the most powerful army on the planet, the army of Pharaoh. He reminds Israel that he drowned Pharaoh's army in the sea like someone snuffs out a burning candle wick. God, through Isaiah, then gives the people this instruction. Forget about the past. Let go of the old things. Then God calls Israel to attention with the declaration, Look, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you see it? God was calling on the nation of Israel to see something that was yet to come. His calling was not to positive visualization, but to obedient response to prophetic declaration. Positive visualization is self-induced hope for the future. Prophetic declaration is down payment on a real future. Real loss and death is a heartache and a setback, but it does not have to ruin our lives. God wants us to trust Him. He's getting ready to do a new thing. God is the one in control of all things. As we trust in Him, He will make rivers appear in the desert if that's what it takes to provide us with the basic necessities like water. If you Google, how long can a person live without water? It responds about three days. Three days. Pretty grim if you're stuck in the desert without water. A mental and spiritual challenge to not look at the desert, but instead see the promised provision? Absolutely. But with God on our side, my friend, we are up to the challenge. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.